I'm Clayton Conway with Raptor S. Charlays in Canton, Texas. You're listening to the latest news in Texas agriculture on Texas Ag Today. Welcome to Texas Ag Today, a daily look at the latest news in Texas agriculture. Texas Ag Today is produced by the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network with the largest farm news team in the Lone Star State. Now here's the host of Texas Ag Today, Carrie Martin. Hello, Texas. Time for another Texas Ag Today. You know, we've only got a couple of more warm days left in this year, so jump on in with me, buckle up, and let's take a ride around the Lone Star State as we cover the most important industry in this greatest state in the nation, Texas agriculture. In the news today, we look at the Livestock Dealer Trust Law. It was passed a year ago to help livestock owners recover losses in case of fraud. So how has that law worked? We'll check on it here one year later with Chelsea Good of the Livestock Marketing Association. We'll have that story coming up to kick off today's show. My name is Carrie Martin. I'm your host along with the largest and most experienced farm news team in the Lone Star State. And we're all standing by to bring you the latest news in Texas agriculture. From the Piney Woods of East Texas to the Rocky Ranges of the Trans-Pecos. And from the Panhandle down to the Rio Grande Valley. Whether you raise crops or you raise cattle, the more you know about marketing, the better your chances of making some money. And that's what Texas A&M AgriLife's Master Marketer Program is all about. I'm James Hunt, and we'll talk about that on Texas Ag Today. Factors to look for during inflation in the Texas rural land market. I'm Tom Nicoletti, and I'll have that story on Texas Ag Today. Delays in the grading of cotton are impacting some Texas cotton farmers. I'm Gary Joyner, and I'll have those details on Texas Ag Today. We'll have those stories, plus Texas wildlife news and a complete look at the markets all coming up. It has been one year since the Livestock Dealer Trust Law was passed. So uh, Dealer Trust became law in December of 2020, and that means that unpaid sellers of livestock to a livestock dealer now have a new tool, additional protection in the event of a default. Uh, Prior to this, they... um, didn't really have a whole lot of good recovery options. There was a bond claim, but those didn't pay out very well. And so now, in addition to a bond claim, when there's a default, an unpaid seller of livestock can uh, make a statutory trust claim, and they now have first rights to get those animals back or proceeds from those animals back. That's Chelsea Good, Vice President of Government and Industry Affairs for the Livestock Marketing Association. She says the LMA feels the act has been effective so far. We, we do. I think it's an effective tool. The sooner you make a dealer trust, claim the better um, because there's more chances of this actual livestock still being around or proceeds from those livestock being around. We never thought it was going to be a perfect tool that gave you know a guarantee of recovery but it does increase the amount of recovery you see and that's how we've seen it playing out. Chelsea Good with the Livestock Marketing Association. The number of hogs and pigs in Texas is on the increase. There are slightly more hogs and pigs in Texas right now. According to a new report from the U.S. Department of Agriculture, the Texas hog and pig inventory hit 1.09 million head at the start of the month. That's up 1% from the same time last year. The majority of hogs and pigs in Texas at 940,000 head are market hogs. That is unchanged from December of 2020. 
USDA reports there are now 150,000 breeding hogs in Texas. That's up 10,000 from the same time last year. The number of pigs born over the past few months in Texas grew 15% over the previous year at 721,000 head born between September and November. There were, on average, about 10.6 pigs per litter. That's 8% higher than last year. For the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network, I'm Jessica Domel. If you tuned into the Hallmark Channel to catch your favorite Christmas movies this year, you may have seen an ad promoting beef. Clay Bertram is an Oklahoma cattleman who chairs the Federation of State Beef Councils. He says this was an excellent time to promote beef during the holidays. The Hallmark Channel is the most watched television station, you know, through the holiday season. And so, you know, we're calling it Hallmark 2.0 this year. We have over 125 beef ads that are going to be being televised through the holiday season. So don't fast forward through those commercials because we got got a lot of holiday ads that are going to be featuring beef. This is the second year the Federation of State Beef Councils has promoted beef on the Hallmark Channel. In production agriculture, the more you know about marketing, the better your chances of making money. James Hunt tells us about a way you can become a better marketer. With input costs causing significant pressure, profitability in 2022 might be harder to accomplish for Texas High Plains producers, so any opportunity to gain some knowledge about marketing could be helpful. Our local Texas A&M AgriLife economist, Justin Benavides, says one of the most popular programs the Extension Service offers is the Master Marketer Program. And in 2022, the sessions are being conducted in Amarillo for the first time in several years. The dates for Master Marketer are going to be January 25th through the 27th, February 9th and 10th, February 23rd and 24th, and March 9th and 10th. And those run all day, and they'll be at the Amarillo AgriLife Center on Amarillo Boulevard. Master Marketer offers pretty comprehensive instruction. We start from the very basics uh, for those who have never really marketed their crops using futures and options or any other strategies, and we go all the way through to advanced topics for pros. Topics for risk management include how do I price my output, how do I use a budget. We go through some crop and livestock fundamentals, so we talk about what the market expectations are for the upcoming year. We'll talk about inputs a lot this year, and then we discuss other things like crop insurance, legal risks and we have a long-term weather outlook. Cost to participate is $350, but AgriLife analysis shows producers getting a strong return on that investment. On average, about $35,000 per producer per year based on evaluations conducted two and a half years after graduation from the program. Registering as soon as possible is recommended. To find out more, contact the Extension Service, or you can go online and use Master Marketer Amarillo 2022 as your search terms. I'm James Hunt on the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. Inflation is affecting everything, including the rural land market. Tom Nicoletti takes a look. My guest today from College Station is Tyler Jacobs. He is partner broker with Hall & Hall LLP. And Tyler, thanks for joining us. And uh, here we are at the end of 2021, moving into a new year of 2022 very soon. And people are thinking about the land market and inflation and inventories and all kinds of things. And uh, where uh, are we at this point when it comes to uh, the Texas rural land market uh, from the standpoint of uh, buyers and purchasing? And uh, let's start with uh, interest rates. 
been a wild year, and everything from Fed policy to the immigration into our state and the growth we're seeing, it's just really created a crazy environment and uh, one that no one really forecasted well. But it has been an amazing year for real estate in general in Texas, and I think I think 2022 is shaping up to be similar. You know, most of our lenders that we're talking to are preparing their customers and the brokers that communicate a lot of this stuff, borrowing clients or the new purchasers, you know, that there's probably going to see a modest rise in interest rates on these new loans for these new acquisitions of, of rural Texas land. And a lot of that is the cost of, of their funds and, and also their cost of doing business like everything else has continued to rise and created a little bit of situation where you're probably going to see a modest increase in some of those rates talk about rural land inventory during the current inflationary period. Well, I think on all fronts, there's no indicators that are showing us that there's going to be a a bunch of new inventory come to market, meaning that sellers are not very motivated to sell aside from life-changing events or generational events. So just because your property has doubled in value does not necessarily mean you want to sell it because you're forced then with the tax burden of that sale. And you're also forced with, if I want to replace it, whatever you're going to replace it with has likely increased as well. So we've got this tight inventory. We've got a lot of buyer demand and there really is no indicators out there that says that we're going to see a lot more offerings of land. I think we're going to see a lot more of the same and probably continue to see some escalation in in some of the base pricing and the transition areas next to our urban areas. And also just in true rural remote counties, you're, you're seeing some continued escalation of pricing and price expectations. And I think that's going to continue to be very strong. Broker partner Tyler Jacobs of Hall & Hall LLP also adds that even with possible higher interest rates, escalating land prices, and a tighter inventory in 2022, the best Texas rural land properties from a quality standpoint will still receive the most attention from potential buyers. I'm Tom Nicoletti with the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. Delays in the classing of cotton is impacting some Texas farmers. Gary Joyner tells how. The world's largest cotton patch is on the Texas South Plains. This year's South Plains harvest went off without a hitch for most farmers. The crop was very good. Prices even better. The best in nearly a decade. The snag has been delays in the classing or grading of the cotton. Each cotton bale produced must be graded by one of 10 cotton classing offices for criteria such as color, strength, and cleanliness. A shortage in equipment and parts, as well as a shortage of workers in the classing offices, are contributing to delays. Some growers have not been able to take advantage of selling their cotton on the open market when prices are high because of the backlog. A new state-of-the-art cotton classification complex will open in Lubbock in early 2022. It replaces a current classing office there that processes about 40,000 samples daily. The new facility will be a big plus for the region's cotton farmers. I'm Gary Joyner for Texas Ag Today. The Parks and Wildlife Department is now accepting comments on proposed changes to spotted sea trout regulations. I'm Jessica Domel and I'll have that story coming up on Texas Ag Today. 
and colic is likely the most common issue found in horses. Texas veterinarian Dr. Bob Judd has more on that coming up next, right here on Texas Ag Today. It's been a tough year. As a farmer or rancher, you know life in agriculture is often stressful. Things like the economy, finances, weather, and even a pandemic increase our stress levels and can leave us feeling defeated. With a demanding workload, it seems that there isn't room for the soft stuff, like talking about feelings. Yet, talking about the hard times can be one of the best ways to manage this stress. Although we can't always control or choose our circumstances, we can control and choose how we respond to them. Sometimes that response looks like asking for help. Some would say the best quality of a farmer or rancher is their independent spirit. But what is agriculture without its community? A force of helpers, neighbors, extension, Farm Bureau members, friends, counselors, and pastors. We are stronger together. Find someone you can talk to. Find the help you need. The Southwest Ag Center is working with the Texas Department of Agriculture to identify stress assistance and resources. Visit swagcenter.org stress to learn more. We're keeping you informed on everything happening in Texas agriculture on Texas Ag Today. Colic is probably the most common problem you'll find in horses. When your horse has it, Dr. Bob Judd says you need to make a decision. It's either surgery or try to treat it at home. About 90% of colic cases resolve with no treatment or medical care only, and about 10% require surgery. The problem is you don't know that a colic is medical and mild or surgical at the initial time. Some horses can be very painful and respond to medical treatment, while others just seem depressed yet may have a surgical lesion. This is the reason for contacting your vet early in the process because if you have already given the horse multiple painkillers prior to the vet arriving, you may be delaying surgery that could result in more intestinal damage occurring and decreasing chance of survival. For example, if you give your horse an injection of banamine to control pain and the horse needs surgery, the horse may respond short-term and make you think everything is okay, allowing the intestine to die prior to surgery. Most veterinarians will be referring surgical cases to a referral center that performs colic surgery. And in many cases, a surgical center may be a few hours away, so a long haul is usually required. For this reason, your vet must try to predict which horses may need surgery early on in the process. Because if your vet waits until they are sure the horse needs surgery, some will not survive the trip. The most important sign that indicates surgery may be required is uncontrollable pain. If pain medication is only effective for a short period, surgery will likely be required. If your vet continues to drain large volumes of fluid off the stomach, referral should also be considered. Another reason for referral is an increasing heart rate even with pain medication or finding of a twist in the intestine on physical exam. I'm Dr. Bob Judd and this is the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. The Texas Parks and Wildlife Department is now accepting comments on proposed changes to spotted sea trout regulations. Jessica Domel tells more about it in today's Wildlife Report. The Texas Parks and Wildlife Department will soon host a series of public hearings on proposed changes to spotted sea trout regulations. The department is seeking input on the proposed changes, which are designed to leave more spotted sea trout in the water for two spawning seasons to give them more time to recover from losses sustained during and after winter storm Uri. 
The proposed changes would only impact the following areas, Matagorda Bay, San Antonio Bay, Aransas Bay, Corpus Christi Bay, and the upper and lower Laguna Madre. The department proposes reducing the bag limit for spotted sea trout in those areas to three and restricting the allowable size to 17 to 23 inches for two years. There will be a Zoom webinar with TPWD Coastal Fisheries staff on the proposed changes from 6 to 8 p.m. January 10th. That webinar, if you're unable to attend live, will be saved on the TPWD YouTube channel and Facebook page. The first two in-person public hearings will be from 6 to 8 p.m. on Tuesday, January 11th. One will be at the Natural Resources Center in Corpus Christi. The other will be at the Port Isabel Event and Cultural Center in Port Isabel. The third in-person public hearing will be from 6 to 8 p.m. Wednesday, January 12th at the Aquarium at Rockport Harbor Education Center in Rockport. The final public hearing is scheduled from 6 to 8 p.m. Thursday, January 12th at the USDA Bauer Building in Port Lavaca. You can submit comments on TPWD's public comment page through January 26th. The Texas Parks and Wildlife Commission is expected to vote on the adoption of the proposed rules at their January meeting. For the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network, I'm Jessica Domel. We saw a strongly higher trade in both cattle and cotton on Wednesday, while the grain markets were mostly steady. We'll take a look at all of Wednesday's livestock, cotton, grain, energy, and financial markets coming up next. Keep it right here on Texas Ag Today. Parenting is full of surprises. You never know what to expect. So after our son was born, I called my Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent to set up a life insurance policy in case something happened to me. Sawyer is now two. And we'll soon have a sister. There's no one else I would trust with protecting my family. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com for an agent you can trust with life's most important decisions. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. We're giving you the market information you need on Texas Ag Today. We saw a strong close in the cattle complex on Wednesday, both live and feeder cattle futures moving strongly higher. The December live cattle contract up 92 cents to close at 139.40. February up $1.32 at 140.72. April live cattle up $1.37, 145.32. Even stronger trade in the feeder market. January feeder cattle up 232, 165.87. March feeders up 282 at 168. 805 April feeder cattle back above 170 now it's up 252 closing at 17105 cash fed cattle trade was quiet here in the south feedlots asking 140 the packers bidding 138 no sales to report the online fed cattle exchange sold on Wednesday none of those cattle sold either but when you look up north we did see some action we had live sales at 139 to 140 dressed sales mostly at 220 boxed beef on Wednesday higher the choice up a dollar 21 at 265.87 select up a dollar 11 at 257.20 now let's check the auction barns. We're walking the pens with Larry Marble. Time to count some cattle. Well, we can't today because there's not a sale at Live Oak Livestock, but there will be after the new year. Riley Rhodes, I trust you had a good holiday. You bet, Larry, and Merry Christmas to you and your family and all of our 
customers and buyers and sellers out there. Hope everybody got to spend some time with their family. Uh, went real well. We got to go out to North Carolina for a little while and see my wife's family and then down at the hunting lease for a little while, spending some time with the kids. So Good. it's uh, hunting in shorts, but, uh, you know, 85 yeah. to 90 degrees, but <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll take it. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can put your snake boots over bare legs. So anyway. Absolutely. Yes, yeah. sir. <laughs> now, we will not have a sale uh, this Monday because of the first day of the new year, I guess. That's correct. Yes, sir. Uh, we, we will be open on the third um uh, this this uh, we were we were close yesterday but or today i've, I've got my days mixed up yeah. but uh, anyway we'll be we'll be open on the third and uh expect oh i think i've had a few calls you know the weather has been nice and uh, it's getting a little dry in area so um that's we usually don't have that many cattle that first sale of the year everybody's kind of looking and see what's going to happen but i expect you know five to eight hundred something like that and uh and then the next uh, couple of sales you know we'll we'll catch up pretty good then with what we're thinking especially if it doesn't we don't get any moisture down here it's starting to get pretty dry in areas right tell everybody how to get a hold of you for that first sale of the new year uh you can call me anytime on the cell phone uh, 361-813-6650 uh you can call the office uh, ladies are back in the office now and that's 361-786-2553 uh go to the website liveoaklivestock.com we have had some trouble through the holidays with our internet service but i think we're pretty close to having that back up and going but uh, you can always go there give me a call and uh, we can get you updated riley thank you a bunch thank you larry and neighbor thank you for joining me here at the kitchen table for walking the pens a production of the texas farm bureau radio network i'm larry marble if i don't see you happy new year too Thanks, Larry. Back over to the futures market now. We're lean hogs finished higher. February hogs up a dollar twenty, eighty three eighty two. April up ninety cents, eighty eight forty five. Class three milk higher on Wednesday. Nearby December contract up three cents, eighteen forty four a hundred weight. January milk above twenty bucks now. It was up six cents to close at twenty oh one a hundred weight. The cotton market jumped sharply higher, getting support from a weak U.S. dollar, a strong Dow Jones, and strong speculator buying, pushing the market higher. March up 294 points to close at 112.99. May cotton up 233, 110.37. December cotton up 35 points, 91.65 cents. The grain markets mostly leveled out on Wednesday after dropping a day earlier. March corn up three quarters, 605 and a half. New crop September up two and a half at 572 a bushel. The wheat market mixed with July Kansas City wheat down one and a quarter, 819 and a quarter. July Chicago wheat up one and three quarters, 785 and a half. In the energy markets, February natural gas down four cents, 383. February crude oil up 51, 7649 a barrel. The financial markets mixed on Wednesday afternoon. The Dow up 90 points, 36,488. The Nasdaq down 15 at 15,766. The S&P up 6 points, 4,793. That wraps up our look at the markets, and that wraps up this edition of Texas Ag Today. I'm Kerry Martin. Hope to see you next time as we cover the most important industry in this greatest state on the planet. Texas Agriculture. Thanks for listening to Texas Ag Today. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. For more Texas Ag news and information, check out our website at texasfarmbureau.org or tfbradio.com. Texas Ag Today is a production of the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network.